Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Yvette Fielding and welcome to another Paranormal Activity podcast. This week, I want to delve into the mysteries of witches. I'm going to be talking to a witch, do a spell, and we'll also be hearing a listener's ghost story, where the main protagonist just happens to be a cat. Don't forget, if you fancy sharing your paranormal experience, get in touch with me and leave a voice message on paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com, and your story could be featured on the next show. Now, Let's talk Hubble Bubble Toil and Trouble! Ever since I saw the movie Bedknobs and Broomsticks starring Angela Lansbury as the clumsy witch that lived in Pepperidge Eye, I was in awe. I've always had a fascination in all things magical. I remember at the tender age of eight wondering if witches were real and did they perform spells and ride on their broomsticks. I like to think so, and for years, any opportunity that I could get, I would buy a spell book and try (laughs) in vain to do one or two. Uh, Whether they worked, I'll never know, but my mum, bless her, um, she's endured loads and loads of glass jam jars filled up with petals, feathers, sticks, waxes, probably a bogey or two thrown in there as well. Um, I think we can all agree that a few hundred years ago, I definitely would have been burned or drowned for being a witch. Witches haven't had a great time of it at all. They've been persecuted over time for basically looking at the world in its natural state. Mother Earth over the materialistic ways of mankind and its evolving greed. The earliest records of a witch and witchcraft is written in the Old Testament in the Bible. It tells a story where a witch is said to have obeyed King Saul. He asked her to summon a dead prophet to help win a battle. In doing so, the ghost of the prophet foretold of the king's death and his sons. During the battle, the king's son did indeed die. So was it coincidence Or did the witch and her powers summon death? In many religious texts, witches are banished and ordered not to live. This derives purely from fear and lack of understanding, as many so-called witches were healers using herbs, flowers to make potions to help with disease and illness. 
witches were hunted and persecuted, many of them undergoing horrendous bouts of torture and suffering before being either hanged, drowned or burned at the stake. And let's not forget the very fair and trusted method of the docking stool. In the mid-1400s, witch hunts were commonplace in Europe. And with the publication of the book Malleus Malficarum, which means the hammer of witches, it was used almost as an instruction manual on how to spot a witch. This famous book became a massively popular read during the 15th century and thousands of women and men were put to death because of it. Fast forward to the United States of America and the latter part of the 17th century where the famous Salem witch trials took place. 18 people were put to death, some men. They were hanged at Salem Gallows. But what about today? Are there witches out there flying about on their trusty old broomsticks? And do today's witches still practice the old ancient witchcraft? Well, yes, witches are very much out there, mostly Wiccan or white magic, if you will, using Mother Earth as their guide. As for the broomsticks, well, maybe, perhaps, just for sweeping away bad luck. So do some of these spells work? Well, I did try one once. It was to banish a negative person out of your life. Apparently, this is what I was told, you write the name of the person on a piece of paper You put it in a freezer bag and place it in the freezer. Well, I tried it and bizarrely, it did work. The person in question got another job and went and lived in a different country and I've never heard or seen of them since. Purely a coincidence, right? Someone who really believes in spells and respects the Wiccan way is my daughter, Mary. She's been learning the craft for a while now and has been doing really rather well. Although, like my mum, I'm a little bit fed up of all the glass bottles absolutely filled and placed all over uh, windowsills, filled with ground down eggshell and petals are everywhere. They're in the family bathroom, with, which uh, I think is the perfect place, as this room does have a connection with witchcraft dating back a few hundred years or so. The family who owned the house before us really took the time to renovate this old Tudor home. All the rooms were stripped back, remodeled, replastered and painted. They realised that one room at the front of the house was sealed up and after smashing through they discovered a small room. Why had it been sealed? A little bit creepy uh, because nobody knew. It was when they discovered, even more creepier, a mummified cat under the floorboards that the old occupants became a tad nervous. Why was a mummified cat in the sealed room and why was it underneath the floorboards? Now, after doing some research, they discovered it was an old-fashioned practice to fend off negative spirits and bad luck, mostly an old spell conducted by witches. They placed it uh, eventually in a frame and hung it in the small room that is now a bathroom. Well, as you can imagine, my children did not take too kindly to brushing their teeth whilst being stared at by a black skeletal cat. So I took it out. I shouldn't have done that because the day that I took it out, I'm not joking, so much bad luck happened to to all of us, the whole family. Illness, loss of work, loss of of life. We had a, a member of the family die. It was absolutely horrendous and I was nearly killed in a horse riding accident. 
So as you can imagine, we put it straight back, but this time under the bath. And since then, touch wood, no bad luck has crossed our door. Now, animals have always played a massive part in religion, beliefs, witchcraft, offerings to gods and our gods themselves. The ancient Egyptians had a love for cats and many people in India see the cow and monkey as gods and are respected and worshipped. Animals, according to many people, animals, according to many people's faiths and religions, can protect, see and hear the other worlds. And this brings me on quite nicely to this week's ghost story. It's from Karen in Sussex, who has had strange experiences with her feline friends. They say that young children and animals have greater psychic abilities than adults. I want to talk about an experience I had when I was living at home with my parents um, in their 1930s three-bed semi in South East London. I don't recall my exact age at the time. I suspect I was a teenager and that it was sometime in the later 80s or early 90s. My family and I were all sitting in our living room one day. Both our cats were in there, sitting peacefully. All of a sudden, both cats leapt up from where they were sitting and ran to a certain point of the room and in front of the fireplace. They both stared fixedly at the same point and started hissing, hackles raised. After a minute or so, they calmed down and went back to normal as if nothing had happened. They never did it again. The only practical explanation I can think of is that they may have heard a mouse or rat under the floorboards. There was certainly nothing in the room. Their normal instinct in such a case would be to chase a mouse, not to hiss at it. I think it's particularly interesting that both cats reacted in the same way and looked at the same fixed point. I've often wondered if pets live on after death and if perhaps the spirit of a former animal had returned. We ourselves had never had any other pets in that house. When I was in my early 20s, I was renting a room in a friend's house. I believe the house was Edwardian. Uh, I was in my room, stretched out on my bed. We had recently acquired two kittens. I shut my eyes just for a moment but was not asleep or feeling sleepy as it was in the middle of the day and I was very much aware of the room. Then I heard a cat greeting meow and felt a pressure um, on the mattress as of a cat jumping up. I opened my eyes immediately thinking that somehow it must have been one of the kittens. I checked the room, there were no cats and the door was shut. When I went downstairs the kittens were there. I never had another experience in that house. Many will assume I'd nodded off, but I know that I was awake. I'm not someone that falls asleep easily. Thanks, Karen, for that story. I definitely believe that animals can see and hear people that we cannot. The times that I've witnessed my own dog Watson bark at absolutely nothing, his little tail wagging in excitement, staring into the corner of the room, at absolutely nothing. Other times, he's totally terrified and after a brief show of bravery, makes a sharp exit and leaving a, a, a nice gassy odour in his wake. I've talked to so many people who report on their pets behaving oddly as if someone that they can't see is interacting with their pet. And I'm often asked if pets can come back as ghosts and yes, I believe that they can. I've heard my own dog, Lily, within an hour 
after she died. It was a terrible time. Um, she got knocked over on the road outside our house. And she had um, a chain around her neck as well as a, a collar. And whenever she used to take a drink from her metal bowl in the utility room, we would hear uh, her collars banging against the side of the metal drinking bowl. Well, we just buried Lily and we were sat around the kitchen table. I was crying. Carl was crying. Uh, the whole family was in a bit of a state. And then we heard this clanking noise and it was exactly the same noise as the noise that her collar would make when she was drinking water and I truly believe that she was just back in the house just living as she did when she was here with us she was just going about her business it was a tremendous moment and when my family the ones that have passed over reported back to me that Lily was with them I cried with joy Mum's The Word is a brand new parenting podcast hosted by me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Join me each week on my journey through motherhood as we celebrate the amazing highs as well as the lows. As it's my first time, we'll have celebrities, experts and hopefully you guys too who will help me figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Mum's The Word. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back. I'm talking about witches and witchcraft today, a subject I find absolutely fascinating. Witches today are mostly good and practice Wiccan, but I have experienced the darker side to witchcraft. And for those of you who know me and my TV show Most Haunted, well, you'll remember my encounter with the Pendle Witches. Now, I've talked about my first encounter with the spirits of the witches on a previous episode, but that encounter wasn't the last. For some odd reason, for about three months, everywhere I investigated, the witches would come through on the Ouija board, or creepy voices were caught saying my name on the audio equipment. 
One such incident happened on another live broadcast. Most Haunted was spending time underground investigating Oldwich Tube Station. We were experiencing so much activity, which was absolutely fantastic. But then things started to get really frightening. Strange noises were being recorded and the knocking phenomena on the tube train. It was a stationary tube train that had been placed into the station so we could use it for filming. The knocking noises were actually coming through underneath the train and we could feel them underneath our feet. I asked, do you mean us harm? Two knocks for yes, one for no. Two clear, loud knocks hammered through the train carriage. Then, oh, this happened, I'll never forget it. I heard my name being whispered. Not only was it whispered that we could hear it, but it was caught on our audio equipment. horrendous. I jumped off the train and stood on the platform. I was shaking. It was so clear. And there it was again. It came down the tube tunnel, through the tunnel, out onto the platform. Oh, that voice will stay with me till the day I die. Who was it? We asked. And sure enough, they responded by telling us they were the witches from Pendle. But why were they in the underground tube station? What the hell was happening? I was told that they had followed us, which really helped my nerves. When the show was over and I went home, as you can imagine, couldn't sleep a wink, and all I kept hearing in my head, round and round, was the old woman's voice. Now, I'm delighted to be able to chat with a real, genuine witch, Melissa Mercury. I'm delighted to be joined by Melissa Mercury, who is indeed a real witch. Welcome to Paranormal Activity, Melissa. Hello, Yvette. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's wonderful to be here today and a real witch. Oh my gosh, I just imagine my teenage self and, and what my teenage self would have thought of me being a real witch now. Well, I know there'll be lots of people listening, especially our younger listeners going, oh, a real witch, fantastic. So <laughs> I want to ask you straight away, how long have you been a witch? Um, well, I was a closet witch growing up. So I grew up watching things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and The Craft. So growing up, I did kind of spells as a teenager with my friends in bedrooms, that kind of stuff. And then I kind of left it for a while and... I found it again recently. So during the pandemic, I know quite a lot of people were on a bit of an inward journey, myself included. And I think because we're forced to spend so much time by ourselves reflecting, I, I changed a little bit. So I kind of got more into going for nature walks and looking around and seeing what was around me and something just kind of clicked. And then I researched more about, you know, like traditional witchcraft I read up on like pagan traditions Wiccan traditions and then sort of kind of forged my own path as well on the side before this I'd actually done a tarot reading course at the London School of Astrology just as a sideline to my day job my mum saw me working in sales getting really burnt out and she just wanted me to do something that was a little bit more fun so I've kind of always had a tarot background and then the witchcraft chapter came just very recently so I've kind of married the two together my philosophy on it all is that, yeah, there are kind of rules you can follow. The main one obviously being do no harm. And if you're doing spell work, cause no harm to others. But essentially, 
I think, you know, it's the 21st century, witchcraft is what you make it. And it's all about feeling powerful in yourself and using the tools that you have. So what's your favourite spell? My favourite spell? That is an interesting one. So <laughs> trying to think of spells that I do. Mostly the work that I do is more about kind of positivity and manifestation. So I do quite a lot around the full moon and the new moon. I know that's something as well quite a lot of other people have gotten into recently, kind of sister moon circles and things. I've led a couple of moon circles um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun really. It's about releasing things that don't serve you and then also inviting in new things in abundance. So essentially... My favorite thing to do is on a new moon, I write down all the things I want to attract. I get a big white candle. I light the candle. I read out the things on the piece of paper and then I put them in. I have a little kind of box on my altar and I put them in the box, draw some tarot cards that match what I've written on the pieces of paper and then do some manifestation to kind of make it come true. There is a bit of chanting. It changes every month. Do you really believe that these spells work? I believe in myself. And that's kind of where I take witchcraft. I believe that, you know, there is something in manifestation. I'm not saying like thinking positively, you know, can cure you if you're ill. I'm not saying, you know, it can make you a millionaire or anything like that. I just feel it's a really good chance again to reflect on what you really want. And then when you're kind of, you know, faced with a blank piece of paper, it helps you really to visualize, okay, what do I want for next month? Or, you know, if you're doing it the other way around and you're letting go of something and releasing, it's a case of, okay, well, what can I release? What have I had happen to me that doesn't benefit me that I can let go of? And it's just a way of kind of forcing yourself to face up to your truth. So I think it works, but I feel like it's more of a psychology thing, if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, I, I really believe in that. I think if, if you go around life being sort of everything's so miserable and, oh, you know, my life's a mess and oh, I'm so depressed and I'm fed up and I'm not, and they, and you don't do, try to do anything about it. I, I think positive thought has a huge, um, part to play in the way that we are as, as human beings and it affects our life and, and our fortunes really. Um, so, in your thoughts, what, what do you think makes a good witch? Somebody who's open to, I guess, anything really. I think a good witch is somebody who's in tune with the seasons. I think that's something that I found that really surprised me during lockdown. So I really went by the season change. So, you know, when it was kind of autumn, I was doing things that matched the weather outside, kind of getting all cozy, uh, celebrated Yule, which was quite fun, and then did lots of fun things at the summer solstice. I think just being aware of the world around them, kind of what's happening on the outside and just what a kind of just awareness of what's happening in like the actual world as well. I think a good witch is someone who doesn't shut anything out, but uses the awareness of what's going on to inform them and understand their place in it. So when, when a lot of people think of witches, you think of, I imagine you sitting there in a black robe and a, and a black hat and you've got a, a cat or some sort of familiar, and um, you've got your crystal ball and all your lotions and potions, and you know your cauldron bubbling away. Is it is any of that true? Do you have a familiar? Do you have a hat? Do you have a broom? <laughs> um, I have all of these things. I feel that sometimes you know props can help. I think that at the end of the day, a spell is basically a prayer with props. Is one way we can look at it. And you know, if these are the things that make you feel powerful, and you know, and when you're doing spell work, then that's brilliant. Like, there's also something about just how you go on in your everyday life. So this morning, even though obviously this is a podcast, I got up, 
I put my favorite kind of kimono on. I put on my red lipstick because that is to me like what makes me feel powerful, what makes me feel confident. And I sat down ready. I do have a familiar. I got a familiar a couple of months ago, actually. Her name's Minerva. She was rescued from the RSPCA, little kitten, and she's absolutely adorable. But she doesn't really get involved and she's not allowed anywhere near the tarot cards or the candles. So she is unfortunately locked out of most of the magic. So I don't want her to hurt herself. And in terms of a hat, somebody did buy me a witch hat for Christmas as a joke. And I opened it and I just burst into laughter. <laughs> did you wear it secretly? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I would. I'd be parading around everywhere with my hat on. Maybe I should. <laughs> Definitely. Now, moving from the, we've talked about the positivity and working with nature and so on and how, you know, like you say, quite rightly so, it's about, you know, how you feel in yourself and putting the positivity out there. Do you believe that negative, um, when you do a negative spell, it will come back to you? So it's something that you don't really like to do? Yes, I wouldn't ever do a negative spell. It's that old saying, whatever you put out there comes back to you times three. So while obviously we don't want to wish any harm on anyone else, there's that whole karma piece as well, where if you do something negative, it will come back to you and bite you on the bottom. So I don't do any negative spells. What I do sometimes is more of kind of like a binding. It's more for myself or just to kind of protect myself from negative energy of others. So you can do that. I don't know if you ever heard of cord magic where you get a piece of rope or even an old shoelace and you oh, set intent. Do it now. Do it now. Yes, do it now. Give us a spell now. Go through it with us, what we need and what this is exactly for. So something for, I don't know, good luck or bringing great things to us. Everybody's listening going, oh, what do I need to get? So give us the ingredients and let's share with us what we need to do. So we'll do a cord one another day because that's quite specific for binding. But what about a, a spell which can kind of rid you of any negative energy and bad luck? Oh, yes, I like that. Go on. I feel like we all have something hanging around that we don't need. So you can do this spell at absolutely any time and you can do it with anything you've got. So all you need for this is a piece of paper, a pen, um, a cauldron if you have one. I have a little cauldron, but basically anything that is heat proof and can contain fire will do. And then all you need is a candle. If you've got a green candle to bring in kind of luck and represents growth and healing, that's great. If you've got a black candle, which is, you know, a candle symbolizing protection, that's also fantastic. And if you haven't got any of those, a white candle will do. White can represent anything. So piece of paper, pen, cauldron or heat proof dish and a candle. So once you've got all of that, what you need to do, it's very simple. So this is something anyone could do at home. All you need to do is write down the things that have been kind of clouding your mind recently. So anything that's causing you anxiety, anything that's been kind of coming up for you that you haven't enjoyed, or if they're, I'm not going to say banish people, but if there is somebody and you just rather not have a conversation with them for a while, write down kind of the why. And then all you need to do is kind of fold up the pieces of paper, light the candle, and then take the paper and literally set it alight and put it into your cauldron. And while you're doing all of that, there is a little spell that we can recite. So I do, I love poetry as well. I love music. And I feel that kind of reciting the spell gets you into that frame of mind, that headspace. So while your paper is burning, what you need to do is repeat, bad luck from my recent past will burn away and never last. Good luck sell forth and return to me with love and care, so mote it be. And you might hear that quite a lot. Most witches end their spells on, so mote it be. 
And then all you need to do is just snuff the candle out and let the paper burn and you're done. That's fantastic. I shall be doing lots of that this evening. <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so very much, Melissa, um, for joining us. And will you come back onto the podcast and do us another spell? I will do, yes. And I will do a tarot reading as well. Oh, yes. Now, that would be fantastic. I love a tarot card reading. Will you do one for me on the, on the show? Absolutely, yes. Oh, how exciting. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Melissa. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me. Now, as I said right at the very beginning of this episode, I do love to collect books, uh, obviously to do with the paranormal and ghosts and so on. But I do have a nice library of witchcraft books. And one of the ones that I really love uh, is called Witchcraft. It's a handbook of magic spells and potions, and it's by Anastasia Greywolf. What a great name. And I love this book because it's so simple. It says what it does on the tin. And uh, so I'm going to read to you to finish on today's episode, two very simple little spells. The first one is to dream of the future. And so all you have to do is this, but it makes me laugh because I think when you hear it, you'll understand why I find it amusing. To know the future, let an egg go rotten, then place it next to your bed as you sleep. Your dreams will tell you what you need to know. So that's the first one. If you fancy spending the night with a rotten egg, there's one. And then to see in the darkest of nights. Now, this is something I would try and do, but I probably won't. Grease your eyes with the blood of a bat and you'll see in the darkest of night. And with that, I shall end today's podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. We'll be back at the same time, same place next week. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. We want to hear from you. So please send in an audio clip telling your paranormal story to this address. It's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. And now... Oh, the modern technology that we are up to date with. It's ridiculous. We also have WhatsApp and you can send in your voice notes to 0759992737. That's 0759992737. We also have an Instagram page as well. So follow us at Paranormal Activity Pod. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.